Fuller. What's going on, dude? We're live. 100 episodes. Holy crap, dude. All right. Did you think we were going to make it to episode 100? I didn't think people would listen to us No, not at all, man. I mean, okay. are troopers. Someone once asked, uh, not once, like they asked me this past week, they're like, hey, so you uh, you reached episode 100. Are the only listeners still only your mom? And I'm like, my mom doesn't even know what a podcast is. I, was gonna so. say, I don't think either one of our, your mom or my parents My mom talks listened. about it. Really? My mom talks about it with some people that oh. they're, that I do a podcast. She knows what I do and how it works, but she watches, uh, she listens to NCIS when she works. Oh yeah. I she only it. listens to NCIS. I tell me That's that. all she listens to. I listen to Madam Secretary, so I, I can't judge. Oh, okay. But so dude, we, we are a, here. We We're live. Lot. What's up, Facebook? What is up, YouTube? What's We're up? actually here. Oh, Piper, Piper Noel, Noel, say hello. hello. Hi, babies. Hi, are my girls gonna say hi? Are you on, Beth? Are you are you listening? Uh-oh. She's at Costco right now, so I, I doubt it's if Costco. she's actually there or not. Oh, but Piper Janine. Noel and Shiloh. What's up, my well, friends? Yeah. We're at the Hyde House. We're not at the church We're because the, we got kicked out. The Hyde House. Yeah, today or this week's mini Michiana. Mini so Mission Michiana. We are are here at the Hyde. It's the Hyde home. You can see the stuff behind us because you got the high and the pictures and, and all this cute bo- stuff. You got the bottom half of people. So fun fact, uh, Beth actually had uh, oh, Carly oh, oh. Pendle come and help her decorate the house, which we had Carly on the podcast, yeah. episode five, episode six from college kids and teens. Well, she studied interior design and Beth's like, I need some help. So the, all of this pretty stuff, well, the lights are us, the white is Beth, but all the pretty pictures and stuff, that's, that's all Carly. So super, super, super Sweet. fun. But dude, so... We are at episode 100. You we made it. it. The vibe's a little different. It, it feels is. a little it's different. Right. If it's people right, are listening to this, you're not listening to it live, but you're watching it live. But we still want to give you a little taste of still normal podcast. We want to give you a little bit of a well, normal RTC yeah, in some I mean, regards. I mean, look, it's a 100th episode, so it's the end of an era. It's an end of an era. We have a end lot of questions of sent into us via voice, via text message, via email, mm. via YouTube, that we're going to answer your questions tonight. And we might not be able to get to all. We're going to we're gonna, we're gonna try to get to all of them. We'll see how long this episode really lasts. We're going to try to get to all, all right. of them. Yeah, we're going to try. But so, we but, might need to make some into full episodes by the end. What possibly, do you think? Possibly. 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 But, but hey, real fast. Uh-huh. I mean, it's the hundredth episode. It's the last time we're going to do question in a box real fast. This is one it. One question. One question. Real quick. Okay. Then we're going to dive into the coffee, read a review, and we're going to push on your guys' question. Let's do it. All right. So what do you, what do you value most in other people? What do I value most? What do you value most in other people? Oh man, that's a hard one. Um, I would probably say either integrity. Ooh. Or, well, right now with the contractors I'm working with, communication would be really, really nice. Uh, um, but honestly, I would just say integrity is a big one. If I can trust you, that goes a long way for me. Goes a real, so I would say integrity and trust. That's what I would say. I, I would say, integrity say and trust. loyalty. Loyalty. Oh, that's a good one too. Loyalty. That's, that's probably the bigger one. For so me. are you by trade a loyalist yourself to your friends? Where it's like when you have a friend, oh, yeah. like you, you ain't never letting go. Well, yeah. Or, I mean, if or, I can, or, help, or, if I can or, help it. Or if you can help it, right. <laughs> like you're not, okay. So for me growing up, we moved quite a bit. I've dealt with we you for a hundred episodes. What's that's that true. <laughs> Actually, like what, like 105 when you include bonus episodes? Shh, don't tell people about the oh. bonus episodes. They got to find it for themselves. That's true. That's true. That's true. But um, like for me, I moved so much between churches, locations, schools, whatever. Beth says the audio and visual is way off on Facebook. Really? No. Is it really it, off? It was good on QuickTime. It was really good for us. So I don't oh. know what the audio is. Oh, that really sucks. That does suck. That really, that's embarrassing that actually. sucketh. Shoot. I don't think we could change it live. Nope. Uh, so. I mean, maybe we can, but it might mess it all up. Yeah, let's, let's uh, just leave it. I don't know. What do you guys think? Should we? I don't know. 
Should we? Janiel, should we try to fix it real fast? Janiel, what do you think? It's up to you. We'll, we'll, we'll let her answer. But I'll pull it up. Uh, but either way, but for me, yes. like I was always one where I moved so much that every season, like, you know, I had different friends. And if I gained some, I lost some. It was kind of just whatever. Right. You know? And so that's, that's kind of where I'm at naturally. Um, oh, you're G- good for us. From Sarah, Sarah Nass. Nass working G- good on Facebook so now. So, Beth, oh, okay. get with it. Dang it, Beth. Get you almost scared it. us to death. Get with it. We're good. All right. All right. You know what? We're good. All right. So. I'm telling her she's getting called let's, out. Uh, let's move on while you're doing let's that. Do that. I'm right, going to review. I'm, I'm gonna review. Do, I'll do a review real fast. Right, I've got, got one pulled up. We got right. like four this last week, right? We got three, I believe. But yeah. Oh, thanks, Lindsay. Thank you. Anyway, so here we go. K Posty 07 is the reviewer. All right. All right. And it says, uh, great podcast, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Mine too. We were so happy to have a good, refreshing podcast with such a great range of topics. Love digging into the word to see what it says about everyday topics. Plus, the guys are the best. Let's go. If you are looking for a real life and real <laughs> topics, this is the podcast for you. Dope nails. <laughs> I will say though, I just I was telling Fuller, I was telling him, I'm like, I feel like we're starting to like at least for me, I'm starting to hit the hit the bottom of my content well in terms of just man, I'm struggling to come up with topics right now. You know, you know? I, I go through my ups and downs. Sometimes I I struggle, and sometimes I don't. I remember your last one. Your last oh, one was, was like, like uh, it, when I start New to struggle. Year's? When I start to struggle, I go, Janiel. Uh, what's a good question? (laughs) You know, we can always fall back. We haven't finished the seven deadly sins yet. We haven't. And we have still our, our running list from before episode 50 of questions. That's true. And we have our master list from episode zero. We try to, we we try to talk about stuff that's kind of relevant or that we're learning. So let us know in the, in the comments, because we can see both YouTube and Facebook comments. So let us know in the comments, maybe some other questions you had that you want us to answer live. That'd be kind of fun or just ones we can do later. Any question, there's no questions off topic. No question off topic. So tonight, before inappropriate questions, but not off. Remember Piper and Noel are, are watching and listening right now. But before we get into the questions, the coffee we're drinking tonight, um, we uh, we introduced this coffee Rodney. technically, what is it, like episode like 107? Because we're already recording ahead right now for season three. Um, Fathom. Fathom fa- the Fathom Cup. But we're Thank drinking you, coffee Deuce. from Louisville in Indianapolis called Quill's Coffee. And it's good. I had a buddy of mine who was a barista down there, went to the national barista competitions, and this was the stuff he, well, he worked there, but he also used it too. So. Right. This, I mean, you can tell it's good. It's not my favorite flavor. Mm, it's not bad. I like it. You, you do. I know. You, I like it. I, I like it. It's good. I like it. I'm trying to. Did, did it say what the origin of it was, or was, is it a blend? Um, no, I think it's single origin, but it is a medium roast with like notes of vanilla and ch- it's the cherry notes. I'm not a big cherry fan. Mm. See, I like caramel and I, I like. Uh, I, it's it's I don't amazing. Like nutty. It's amazing you don't like the cherry notes because that's what I taste in Ethiopian coffees, and that's one of your favorites. So. It, it's true, but it's it's so dark that it kind of it might be the dark cherry. You know what, what I'm saying? Is, yeah. Like it's I'd or like just a Ethiopian. darker roast. You I like darker roast, roast with fruity, but I like the. The brighter flavors. I like the floral flavors and lighter See, coffee. I like the like the nutty, buttery, caramel flavors. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. So. Yeah. Are but, you big? And you like mochas too, though. You like chocolate in your coffee sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. I'm not a big fan of like dark chocolate and like the flavor, like the nose, because yeah. that leaves a velvety sometimes, flavor. Yeah, like the baker's chocolate. Eh, yeah, no, I can do without no. that. Anyways, Mark, we're, we're ready. Let's dive we're in. We're ready. Y'all we're ready? ready? Let's go. Nine minutes or whatever. You're welcome. So. The last episode recorded, we didn't start the episode till 18 minutes in, so yeah. we apologize. For but you guys won't hear that for like four or five weeks. So yep. So <laughs> let's jump into the questions, All my right. guy. Lead it off. Well, this one comes from our dear friend Billy Fenton. Billy Fenton, who uh, he won the the bag, and what else did he win? Did he win anything? Uh, else? Mini swag bag that's still sitting up on my desk. Mark. 
Mark, what are we going to do with you? Anyways, our friend Billy says, also, I have a question for both of you. So he left us a little nice note, and I didn't copy that, but we're, we're going to go into the question. Yep. What would you do if you woke up in heaven and had two hours to do whatever before you came back to earth? Love you guys. You're awesome. God bless. Mm. Well, two if we hours. woke up in heaven, we had two hours to chill. You want to go first or you want me to go? Uh, you go first. You lead it. You lead it. Man, I just... I'd spend some time with Jesus asking some, some tough <laughs> questions. I ain't going right, to lie. Right? <laughs> I'm going to be like, all right. So how does this work? I got to sure up my uh, theology here, Jesus. So answer some questions for me before I go back. <laughs> I like how your answer right at the bat was like spiritual. And my, I mean, first, I, I, I'd go find my dad and give him a hug. Like, I, well, I would love to yeah. hug my dad. But second, I want to go play basketball with Moses. <laughs> this is your standard answer. <laughs> and I'm going to go sit. I want to sip some coffee with Peter. Because I got, I got questions for Jesus, but I got questions for Peter, I too. Don't, but where in the Bible does it say they're going to be coffee? Hebrews. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> Moses stood that's on holy funny. ground. I mean, you know, that's we have a fly who joined us for the, the podcast. Jokes. Yeah. Dad jokes. But um, I don't know if there's going to be coffee. I mean, God's going to create a perfect world, so I think coffee has to be in a perfect world. And he created the, the fruits of the vine, and coffee is a fruit of the vine, this right? Oh, right? by the way, right? if the fly lands on your head... Smack that. No, man. We could have like a Pence part two. Remember when uh, during the debates and Pence had the fly? Oh, that's true. We'd have a Pence part two. I was waiting for you to just like (laughs) smack that mug and just hit it. Just hit it. But yeah, so I would would definitely... I play some basketball with Moses, but... Drink some 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 coffee coffee with with Peter. Because here's the deal. I want to be like, okay, so... What happened after you denied Jesus and and going forward with that? What was it like to because we you know we watch the chosen mm. and we see what it's like through those eyes. Chosen. But what is it really like to oh, follow Jesus? Joe, we miss you too, buddy. <gasps> it's Joe Frerick. Hi, Joe. I watch your videos all the time. Hey, Joe, why didn't you posting? enter the drawing? Yeah, your wife Joe. did three times, What's but you didn't enter the drawing at all. You know what? We're only going to send one mug and one T-shirt, <laughs> and it's going to be for Kimberly. Dude, they already alone. have like five T-shirts. I know, but we love them. We, we, we should do send love them stuff them. just in I'm a little scared because. if Kimberly gets drawn, and we have to ship it all the way. I, I don't know if we can ship it to Peru right now. They keep having issues. Yeah. Well, we could always give it to When they come back, oh, yeah. when you come back and visit us, or maybe we just have to fly. Ooh. Okay. Can, I, can I make that a work expense for my business? Hey, I got, that. I got my vaccine. Can I fly? I mean, will they let me in the country, Joe? Um, that's my question for you. I don't. Anyways, let's move on. We have a lot of more questions. Let's do. And so I'm that's still, what we do. That's still, what we do. I'm still waiting for more questions from our from, listeners from on our Facebook. From our listeners. From our listeners on Facebook. Yep. YouTube. I keep looking at the camera screen. Uh-oh. I don't know, no, the TV, but the camera's here. So I'm like trying to focus. He's like, good luck shipping it here. That's what Joe said. How about you guys just come back and get it? We miss you. Come back and give me a hug and you get it. But all right. Question two. Let's go. Let's go. I believe this is the way you pronounce it. We're going to see. Sorry if I butcher names. Yeah, if you're live and you're listening we screw your voice up please help us yes we're please sorry help us. uh lewis uh cortinas i believe is how oh joe said we can come in from the u.s with no problems guess we're going Sweet. to peru all right all right go for it road trip um my question from this is from louis, uh, lewis my question is can a single man be a pastor deacon bishop or do they have to be married and what if you can't find a wife or god doesn't send you a wife mm-hmm Okay, so we're gonna, uh, I, I have a feeling we're gonna have two different answers. Yeah, on well, this one. well, so Titus, I think the Titus two is one of the chapters, but the other one is First Timothy three, and I'm gonna read this out of the CSB because you know we're giving away CSB. We love the CSB. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, we just love it. Um, this saying is trustworthy. Anyone who aspires to be an overseer, or you know, there's a little footnote in here that says or bishop or pastor. Right. He desires a noble work. An overseer therefore must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, self-controlled, sensible, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not an excessive drinker, not a bully, but gentle, not coarse, not greedy, 
And then he continues, and this is where part of that question comes in. He must manage his household competently and have his children under control with all dignity. Parentheses, if anyone does not know how to manage his own household, how can he take care of God's church? Mm. He must not be a new convert, or he might be conceited and incur the same condemnation as the devil, which is pride. Furthermore, he must have a good reputation among outsiders so that he does not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. And then it says, Deacons likewise should be worthy of respect, not hypocritical, not drinking much wine, not greedy of money. Uh, money, money. Um, continues, um, it doesn't say anything. Oh, here it is. Wives likewise should be worthy of respect, not slanderers. We're talking about deacons. or the husband of one wife, managing the children and household competently. So that's kind of where the question comes from. And I, I can tell you this. So I'm in a part of the, the in, it's the Independent Fundamental Podcast Facebook group. And in the IFB world, that's a really actual true thing of when you are looking for a pastor, especially in the Baptist world, they're like, right. okay, we want you to be married, seven kids, have a big van, and we're going to pay you $2,000 a year, but you're going to work full-time. Sound right. great? Great, which is awful. But um, there is a lot of thought where the fact of you cannot be a pastor or a deacon or an overseer or any of that top-end leadership as a single person or if you're married with no kids. Hmm. For me, I don't think it matters. So in all honesty. We got a couple different things. So, okay. Um, we, we look at people like Paul, right? We'll start in the, the early church, the New Testament. And Paul, it doesn't say anywhere that he was married or that he wasn't married, except for... It says he, he says he's single. Right, but it doesn't say... Right, but we don't know if he got married later on after he said, he goes, hey, I would rather have it like you, like I am, and that you remain single for the kingdom because it's easier to kind of move around. Right. So we know the apostle Paul was we married know in the his early church, healed. even in the Catholic church leading up through what the 15th century, 16th century, um, well, pretty much 16th century before the kind of reformation went and mm-hmm. kind of split everything. But, uh, you know, any bishops or stuff like that, they were called to celibacy. Right. A lot of them were. And it got the church until to Luther, this day. Until Luther came and goes, I'm going to uh, get married. <laughs> and, well, that's all. But Eastern Orthodox, they they still let you be married if you're married and then right. went in. But I'm talking about the church as a whole. Church as a whole. From the, Western from church, the yeah. early church on, it, it was always. Beth just said, I can't control the kids in Costco and watch at the same time. I'll watch it later. <laughs> <laughs> that's Sorry, funny. Beth. But keep going. Um, and so we see this, but we also see, like, we see just what you read out of Titus is that, okay, um, being a leader in the church, I think they're. I'm torn on this one. Okay. I'm torn on and it. And we talk about this a lot. We have. I, I'm torn on it because I think it's hard to um, be in that pastoral role um, if you don't understand. You know what I mean? You can have um, sympathy, but you can't have empathy kind of thing. Like, if okay. you don't have kids or you're not married and you're giving me advice on how to raise kids, but you don't no have way. kids, I mean, you're not really, you had the sympathy, but not the empathy kind of right. thing. And so, um, I think it's a good thing to be, I'm not saying this is thus saith the Lord, but I think it's a good thing to be married and with children mature in the faith. Now I'm not saying this is a blanket, like black and white. You have to be this. I'm just, this is just my opinion or at least be married so that you don't fall into temptations, right? It's a, it's a protecting kind of thing. Um, because a, a pastor, as we know, we have women that come and, asked pastor questions right. and stuff like this. So it's just a protection thing to where if you have a wife, it's easier to be that, that in that pastoral role. Okay. And that's just my opinion on the passage. Mm-hmm. So no, I mean, in the I'm passage, at. I think it talks about, you're supposed to be the husband of one wife, which basically means 
You ain't got a bunch of, you know, side well, chicks or married well, to a bunch of different people or, or there's polygamy. T- there's two schools of thought on that. Right. There's a school of thought of multiple women, and there's a school of thought of married more than one time. Therefore, if you're divorced, divorced and remarried, you, can't, right. you can't be in that pastoral role. There's two two sides there, and that's been a long debate for a right. long time. But which, but with this specifically, I think the scripture, I can't I don't think we can argue from silence and says, Oh, well, since Paul didn't address and sell people, oh, elders must and if you're not married, that's cool too. Um, because Paul said, I wish some of y'all were single as I am. So that right. way you can give all you have to the ministry. So if right. Paul flat out said, he goes, I'm not married. So therefore I, th- I wish some of you guys weren't married, which why would he say that? If then turn around and say, Oh, but, well, but if you want but, but if you want to be a leader in the church, you got to be married. But that exactly. That's, Jesus wasn't but, also married, but that's the difference though, as he was talking to directly in Titus, he was talking directly to a leadership role. Right. Whereas before he was just talking about when he says, be as I am single in the ministry, it's talking about ministry well ministry can mean many of things right but if but paul even God. says you know i hope you follow me as i follow jesus right. and even with timothy he set timothy up to do this and we don't know if timothy was married or not we right. can't argue but, about that but we also know that paul wrote titus and paul doesn't contradict himself no no so that's and where so you, you need to, to be the husband of one wife but does it mean you need to be or is it the fact of an elder should only be the husband of one wife and not have, you know, many wives or, right. you know, running in and out of relationships all the time, right. a steady, stable person. But I don't think it's fair to look at someone who says they've been given the gift of singleness and say, oh, because you're not married, because you don't have kids. Now you can't no longer be in ministry role uh, because there's people who no, there's are just- married who still struggle and all that. So I feel like the argument is more the fact of since you, it, and, 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 you know, I've seen so many people, especially in Bible college world where they feel like, you know, girls, oh, I'm not complete until I'm married. Or guys, oh, I can't be a pastor until I'm married. And they just go get married because they, oh, I have to get married to be in ministry. And now they choose the wrong person or it's, it was not a good fit. And now all these issues are coming up, you know? Well, see, this goes back to something that this comes back to the playground. God's will thing. Because <laughs> you right. and I view that differently. And so mm-hmm. we're going to view this differently, which is fine. Um, like I said, I'm not saying thus saith the Lord this way or that way on this on this specific scripture i'm just saying you can't paul's not going to contradict himself right and so it's how you, how do you interpret that scripture mm-hmm. and and your school of thought your theological background is going to dictate what you actually think do right. you think it you need to be in a family well i think it's a good thing to be in a family and i'm not disagreeing and with i that. think it's a good thing to be married because from the beginning of creation god created woman for man and paired them together right. said, it's not Help good me. it's not good that man should be, be alone, alone period right. And so to me, um, but if there's some a, are called, yeah. some are called to, to singleness and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like I don't, I don't think that wanted. that is the, that's the standard. Right. But I'm thinking of, like, I don't think that's the norm. I'm thinking of these guys who, you know, like they they, they, they went to college, they're 22. They love Jesus. They just want to serve him. Again, it could be so many different scenarios where, where do they live? What town do they live in? All these different things. And then they're like, you know what? I, I want to be in ministry and a church be like, sorry, you're not married. So either go find a no, wife or you can't see, be a pastor but you're, here. But you're thinking a pastoral one, if they're young, straight out of college, they shouldn't be in a lead pastor role. Anyways, they're not mature in the faith. They just went through seminary does not mean they're qualified to be a lead pastor after seminary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just my opinion on it. To me, a lead pastor is somebody who's mature in the faith, not fresh out and of have Bible been, college. And have been trained in that, that regard. And it has, proved themselves, right? 
Mm-hmm. You got to be judged by your fruits. That's not just okay. You're out of Bible college and you got you got a piece of shiny paper there and a, that and says, a plaque that says right. Because yeah, the difference seminary. between head knowledge and seminary heart, is heart just belief. the start of it. Right. Seminary was just the hey, here's your ticket to learn and grow more, mm-hmm. and to say yeah, you've learned these theological things, but it doesn't mean that you are pastoral material and prepared to do that. Because right now I'm going through seminary classes that doesn't make me a pastor or pastoral material. Mm-hmm. It just means, Hey, I want to learn more about scripture and I want to learn more about my faith. Right. And so that's what I'm And I'm that's doing. why like, you know, when church brought me on, I was just bronze, a youth minister. I was not an elder. I was not right. an overseer. I was, I was, I did not have the title pastor. I was right. just, I was a paid staff member of the church to oversee the student ministry and then the creative ministries and other things. But then when the church felt called to say, all right, Mark, we feel as if you're called out to be a pastor in this pastoral role. And so that's when even the church, if they voted upon it, then I had to go through ordination councils and everything like that. But I also was, for lack of a better word, um, a disciple of Scott for four years. Right. Uh, Three years, four years, and also Brendan. And also... And even then, you you still had... In my opinion, you still have, like me, I'm only 32 years old. Right. Man, I think lead pastors should be at least in their 40s. I mean, we we make presidents wait to be at least 44 before they can be the president of America. Why? Because there's a maturity factor there. There's a life experience factor there. And I think, this is just my personal belief, I'm not saying this is scriptural, but my personal belief is that we should have those older pastors. We should make sure we're training up the generation but wait till they come to maturity and they've experienced life a little bit and be able to give life advice. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it can work well. Cause I, I, I know a buddy of mine, he is a single lead pastor. He's, he's only 28, but I know he has his other elders in the church are, some are really old and some are great married and have kids. So if someone needs married advice, you know, he'll push them off not push them off. That's not the right answer. Where it's the fact of, I don't feel equipped to come alongside you for this because I'm not married, but here, let me help you this. But you know, it's that, the, the more I have kids and the more I see the struggle of a parent, especially now I have an almost 10 year old and Oh dang, that's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. So now I feel like, yes, I can actually relate better to some of my old former youth, like uh, youth group parents where it's like, yeah, I get it. Cause I'm raising, I'm, I'm raising someone who's about to be a preteen and step right. into that. So, but I don't so understand, I also understand it. You I know? can't say that I understand Scott though and how to raise teenage slash oh, no. college age kids. I'm not there yet. I can't I'm, give right, them advice. Right. On exactly. That. So it's, it, there's, there's a learning experience. Usually by the time you're in your forties, most people, except for people like me who have kids later in life, most people's kids are getting growing up and, and they're being able to speak to that more. So I, I mean, so for your opinion, just to answer this, my question is, can a single man be a pastor, deacon, bishop, or do they have to be married? And what if they can't find a wife or God doesn't send you advice? What would be your short answer? Just to wrap my up short that answer is yes and no. Um, no, it's not the norm, but there are exceptions. That would be my answer. I would say yes, but at the same token, you have to put up safeguards. You know, like like what you said, like the fact of you have to put up safeguards in order. And, and I'm not saying just because you're single, basically you're single and you have needs and er- like, no, we gotta have self control. Like you can't put that on somebody else. Right. But it's more the fact of. Being single in ministry is very hard. Like it's, I, right. I couldn't imagine. But I'm sorry, in terms of just the emotional, cognitive abilities that go, the, the the weight and the struggle. So I would say, if you are a single pastor or bishop or overseer, to make sure you have it set up in such a way where there is older accountability and there's other men surrounding you. Because I also believe, you know, with churches, it shouldn't be ruled by one elder, but I think there should be an elder ruled. In other right. words, a group of elders who are all. That's not a short answer, by the way. I know, but like, but like, you know, one man, one vote, like our church, you know, we have like right now five elders, not like I'm not part of the elder board anymore. So I stepped down. Um, 
but we have five elders. They all have a vote. They all have the same voice. So right. just because Scott says, I think this, and the other four go, no, I don't think so. No, Scott goes, well, that sucks. We're doing this anyway. It's safety. You know? Yeah. But but so I would say, can can someone who's single do it? Yeah. I, I really think, yeah. Uh, there's going to be challenges, but I, I don't think, th- yeah. I don't think that it's the norm. I don't see it in scripture. I don't see it in early church history that it was the norm, that that was the way that it was supposed to be. I don't. So I would say it's an exception. Yes. People are called to it. Yes. But is it the norm? No. And to answer a second part real quick, he said, and what if you can't find a wife or God doesn't send you a wife? Um, it's all in the Lord's timing. Obviously, you can't say, well, the Lord's not sending me a wife just because I don't have her when I want her. Mm-hmm. I mean, or I think the people that— And the goal of life isn't to get married. No, but I think the people that don't get married most of the time are people that have been called to that singleness because it takes a special calling to remain single. Yep. Or just for a time, like, you know, Beth didn't, like, we didn't start talking until she was 28. Right. But she, you know? but that's not just for a time. She wasn't called to singleness. She's not called to singleness for her entire life in celibacy. Mm-hmm. She was called to be married, and there was a specific time, appointed time, and an appointed place where she was supposed to meet you right. and be married. And God was working on her, and God was working on you during that time. Right. But I also, in order to but I'm thankful together. she didn't just sit on the sidelines and go, crap, I'm not married, I can't do nothing. Instead, she went and she started fostering and. But she wasn't kids. in a pastoral role. No, right. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I got you. There's, I got a, you. there's a difference between doing ministry or doing things like that and, and being in a pastoral role. That's true. And oh, I think it, some people are called to that, but not many that are legitimately called to that. Cool. And we see that throughout all the sex scandals and everything else that goes on. So uh, I don't know if we fully answered that or not. <laughs> we definitely we talked about it. <laughs> Ready to move on to the next question, man? man? I hope we don't take this Ooh, long on every question. We're going to be good. Be... <laughs> hey, remember Facebook, YouTube, we can see it all. Write, write us a comment. We can see all the comments. Let us know. All right. So this one is from Sarah Nass, which we had her on the episode about femme. And she commented towards the very top yeah Yeah, so sarah if you're still with us let us know we are going to get you on the air here real quick so uh sarah sent us an audio message uh it's it might sound a little bit weird just because of how it's passing from google voice to my phone to the the system so we're going to unmute this um i think no it's supposed to be the bluetooth here we go hey mark and chris it's sarah calling from o'leria ohio um, congratulations on reaching 100 episodes. That's super exciting. Um, I'm just thankful for you guys and all the work you do and um, just the great conversation uh, that you have on your podcast. Um, so I have a question about uh, a passage in Scripture in, uh, I believe it's Psalm 137, verse 9. Oops, I hit the off button. I apparently can't open. Here, keep going. Oh. Where it talks about... Uh, dashing your little ones across the rocks. So I'm just curious, you know, what your guys' take on that is, and uh, yeah, any any insight you might offer on uh, what that's all about. So again, congratulations, and um, look forward to listening more. I feel like I'm not one, prepped for this one. One thirty-seven oh nine. Is that what Psalm one thirty-seven nine? Wait, hang on. I forgot I was looking up something in the KJV the other day. I'm not going to do that to you guys today. Um, let's do it in the ESV. ESV? I don't have the CSV on here. So Uh, ESV says, uh, Blessed shall he be who takes your little ones and dashes them against the rock. Man, okay. Remember, O Lord, against the Edomites, the day of Jerusalem. This is verse 7. How they said, lay it bare, lay it bare, down to its foundations. O daughter of Babylon, doomed to be destroyed. Blessed Blessed shall he be who repays you 
with what you have done to us. Blessed shall he be who takes your little ones and dashes them against the rock. So it talks, I mean, to me, I mean, this is a psalm, and and the psalmist, I I don't know who the psalmist is, if this is, I don't don't think it's David, but, uh, because it doesn't have that heading in my mind. But uh, it talks about um, the days of judgment against uh, Babylon, or against Jerusalem, the day of Jerusalem. Remember, O Lord, against the Edomites, the day of Jerusalem, how they said, Lay it bare, lay it bare, lay it down to its foundations. O daughter of Babylon, doomed to be destroyed, blessed shall he be who repays you with what you have done to us. So basically, um, basically he, he's, he's, saying, call, he's calling Blesses for, the person that gives you karma. He, he's, basically, yeah, he's basically saying, ha, I hope whoever gets you gets you good. That's kind because, of what I it mean, sounds it, like to it, me. It's, <laughs> I mean, at the very top, it's the limit of the exile. So basically, they right. were put in exile. Their little ones were you know, killed and destroyed, and who knows what else. I mean, you know, typical plundering of, of what happens. Right. And so it looks like right here, the fact of the Israelites were... You know, they were exiled. They were in cap. They were in captivity. Right. And basically, this psalm was basically saying, "Hey, Babylon, whoever gets you, I hope they do the same to you Man, as you did and, us." And which you know what? I'm praying dang. a blessing upon them. Yeah. <laughs> I think the question would be is how do we reconcile this with the New Testament passage of love your enemy, love your enemy, uh, pray for do, those who curse you, <laughs> do good to um, those who despite if your enemy you. slaps you across the cheek, turn the other one, give your glass, give your enemy a glass mm. of water so you can heap heaping coals upon their head. Like <laughs> how do we go from this to that? And the only thing I could think of is this is a this is a raw psalm prayer of the heart. And right. my question would be, and this is this is an honest question I even have for you, is this saying this is how we should pray, or is this just the pure heart prayer of a man See, or a woman okay. who is just torn up? You so, know? in my opinion, okay. right, and from everything I've studied, I'm going to go against those people who pray for um, those churches specifically who prayed for, like, <laughs> I remember when all the stuff was going on with Trump and his trial and the Russia, Russia gate and all that stuff. And they were like, we pray that God that you come down and blow these people out of the water and based off of the Psalms and based off of this. Well, I, I think it's exactly what you said, Mark. I think it's a, it's a lament. It's a lament Psalm. It's they're, they're crying out. They're saying, you know, Lord help us, um, man, Babylon, what you did, to, what you're doing to us. I hope it gets done back to you. Just like the Edomites did to us and laid waste to Jerusalem. I hope that your, your children are, are destroyed. Um, and you know, this is p- part of it is, is dealing with the wickedness of whatever was being done to them. Once as justice, a, right? Exactly. Know? That's yeah. what it is. They're Seek crying out justice, for justice, love, mercy, walk humbly. Right? Correct. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I've thought about, I've toyed around with the idea we've toyed around and kind of touched in, in season three, a little bit, we started going through some of the old Testament stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think we're kind of sort of building into getting ready to talk about getting ready to talk about, Old Testament Lord versus New Testament mm-hmm. Lord kind of stuff. So uh, stay tuned in season yeah, three for that stuff, one. But uh, I think with this specific psalm, that's what it is. It's a cry out for justice from the psalmist. Right. And and I'm even reading through. So gotquestions.org. We're not sponsored by them yet. That'd be really dope, by the way. Gotquestions.org. If somebody's listening, give us a shout out. Um, that'd just be sweet. But so the way they answer this is kind of the same way that, that we just did up top of our heads where the fact of when someone has something done wrong to them, the intense emotions behind it cry out for justice. Because I think as humans, we're hardwired for justice. Right. I think we're hardwired to seek after that and right. want that. You know, that's why we see so much whenever we least think we see injustice or feel injustice, we cry out for it because we're like, 
what the heck? Well, that's not fair. Like right. that's, I mean, we always, since we were kids say, oh, that's not fair. And you know, for someone like me who went through all the crap I had to go through, you better believe your boy is crying out for justice. Yeah. Like I wanted it. Now, did the, did whoever wrote this, this Psalm again, we are, uh, we, we're just taking these questions live. We're rolling. Um, was it David? Was it somebody else? Who knows? But the fact that they were saying, God, keep your covenant. You yeah, promised to take after us. You promised to look after us. We need it. Like, I want to yeah. say it was, wasn't it the sons of Korah? I'm going to pull out the study Bible that the we're study gonna Bible away. that we're about to give away. Well, well here's you're going to use it. We're going to use it right now. You're going to use it. It's going to be used. Right, by I'm going to get the next question queued up. So right. Joe, Kimberly, your question is next. So stay tuned. Don't which, go anywhere. Um, I'm going to play the whole episode, Kimberly, unless you tell me not to, because you call out Joseph, which is really funny <laughs> and I'm excited for it. So we'll give you a little bit to respond. If you don't want to call out Joseph. <laughs> yeah. It just says lament of the exiles. You know how on some heading they'll give you like this one, 139 for the choir director, a Psalm of David. Yeah. But so basically it's it an intense emotion and it's yeah, not saying that, you know, we want you to destroy the, I mean, what it could be, but it's, cry it's out a for cry justice. out for justice. That's what it was. Okay. So All for right. some reason, Instagram is Uh-oh. taking it. sweet. I wonder if I'm going to get off the internet. Cause I wonder if I'm just killing the bandwidth over Sarah, here with how much we're going live. Sarah says, love it. Thanks guys. Sarah, we hope that that answered your question. And maybe you were just testing us to see if we were really paying attention. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. Ready Either for the way, next we one? liked it. All right. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Okay. I'm not able to leave an American, like an, a voicemail, because I don't have an American phone number. So this is going to have to be my option. Um, my question is uh, thoughts on when piercing babies' ears, because that was a debate between Joseph and I for a little bit, was whether or not we were going to pierce Sadie's ears when she was a baby. Um, but I thought it was body modification, but he, all of his sisters had done it because it was uh, culture here in Peru. So just wondering people's thoughts and whether what the Bible says on that subject. I feel right. like we should have a whole episode to something like this about the well, body in the temple. We, and- ca- we kind of touched base on it in our tattoo episode. We did a little tattoo bit. episode. Whoop, whoop. No, but, wait, uh, there it is. But uh, tattoo. this comes out of the passage of the Old Testament. Talks about you know marking your body and I forget what passage it was. We say it in the episode about uh, tattoos. But. I think it's in is it Leviticus? Deuteronomy. <laughs> so know. this is a it's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, there is body mutilation. That's right? true, and you see that even like when We're people try to, to turn themselves with horns and they yeah, slit their tongues. Uh, and so um, or people that just tattoo their entire bodies to look like a leopard. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely body. Uh, body mutilation. Um, I know Kimberly where you're getting these uh, scriptures from, you know, we're supposed to respect our body as the temple. We're supposed to do the, you know, basically treat our body as best as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't defile and the don't temple defile of the Holy Spirit. It. And, and is it, is tattoos, is earrings, is piercings, is all these things defiling that temple. And um, I guess uh, my thoughts on it, Go for it. I mean, that's, that, this is it, man. Let's go. Let's go. I'm <laughs> sorry to step on your toes here, but uh, not on my toes at all. My thought on it I'm is uh, live by your conviction. All right. So you and Joseph, uh, Joseph thinks it's okay. You think it's not okay. You guys need to talk about it first of all, as a, as a married couple, and um, lovingly, calmly. I know I'm not always the best at that with my wife, um, so I can only imagine it's probably like that in a lot of marriages. Sometimes things get a little heated, and I'm not saying like mm-hmm. abusive, but just kind of like. I get, I'm passionate. And when I get passionate, I get loud and I apologize to people all the time for it. <laughs> you've, you've got a lot more tame since the early episodes. 
maybe with you. But, but, but I've also I've had to step up and be more bold, man. Yeah. We we both had to come kinda, out a little we bit. We even each other out a little bit. <laughs> Um, so that'd be the first thing is live by your convictions and whatever you guys decide on as a family, um, follow through with it, stick with it. Um, me personally, I am not opposed to piercing my girl's ears. I'm not, um, which are, are Piper's ears but, pierced? No, they're not. not? No. But for me, I want to make sure my girls are old enough to know what's going to happen. It's like salvation, right? I'm not going to dunk my kid in water. Uh, I'm going to wait till they're of an age to where they can make that choice for themselves. It's their body. Um, even though I'm a steward of their body right now because I'm taking care of them. Right. Um, uh, Janelle and I personally decided to wait until they were old enough to consciously knowing what they're doing, choose whether they want their own ears pierced or not. Um, and that's where we kind of settled on things. Honestly, I don't think any baby should have a nose piercing. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I agree with good. that. I no agree. baby should have a nose piercing. I'm, I'm going to go with that one. Um, but I know like very big in, in the Hispanic culture specifically, yes. like, yeah. you know, piercing baby's ears. And so, which I know that's where they're in or Peru. the Indian, like over in India, that culture mm-hmm. is very big into that stuff. And it is a cultural thing. Just like, you know, Joe said that, you know, that's kind of the culture. That's there. the culture. And, you and know, and, and I get that. I, I get yeah. that. I think, I still think it's important to, I would hate um, if I, when I was a child, my parents tattooed, uh, Chris Fuller kicks rocks on my arm and I didn't get a choice in it. So right. I guess for me, but, but as piercings, a, they close up, you know, they, you, they do on some people and don't on some others. Right. Cause like my dad got his ears pierced back in the nineties and the hole's still there. Oh, is it really? And he's never worn an earring since like the middle of the nineties. So it's been over 20 years. I mean, last time I checked the temple's got artwork. So that's right. But I, I, have you seen not, the, have you seen the meme about where it's yeah. like, people's like, don't defile the your the your body. It's the temple picture of the temple. Like yeah, yeah. here's I all these beautiful that. things. Yeah, it's kind of it's, funny. It's pretty. Funny. But when it comes to piercings, honestly, for for kids, I this is me again. This could just be because we're we're Americans too. I I find it kind of weird, and also like babies pull and tug, and why would I do one more thing that could cause them to be irritable and have you know ear infections more right. and swelling yeah. and all that? Like I, I just don't want to deal with that. In all and, honesty, and again, we grew up in American culture. Kimberly grew up in American culture. Joe grew up in a Peruvian culture. I so think I think piercing the ears at norm, a certain ages is cultural. In all honesty, I can't, I can't say the norm for either way is going to be correct because it depends on the culture you were raised in of how you're going to feel. But I, I'm all about the making sure the the husband and wife are together. Make, on him. Right, make the decision. And this could be the way. this could be the the thought for you and you and Joe Kimberly, where the fact of you know, you guys are missionaries to Peru, and the idea of Paul even said to be a Roman. I became a Roman to be a Jew. I became a Jew. So does that have part part to do with it too? But at the same token, <sighs> Joe, happy wife, happy <laughs> life, bro. Happy I, wife, happy life. I I don't know. You know? I, I don't know if the become a Jew to win a Jew. That's a personal decision, right? Where this is getting your kids involved in it. This is getting your kids involved, and unless unless you hear an audible voice from God, I, I wouldn't be like, well, I'm doing it because. It's the culture. Right. And I just at the end of the day, way. what's the what's the harm in not doing because it? Because our you culture know? says a four-year-old can wear a crop top and booty shorts right now in America. So um, I ain't about that. My kid ain't doing that. That ain't pleasing to the Lord. My kid's got some, <laughs> my kid's got some cute shorts, and it's cut here, and they got little tassels halfway down. They're pretty cute. Yeah, but do they ride up to where you can see their booty? Uh, they, they're, they're diaper. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's you, buddy. But I'm not about that. I'm not about making my kids... Uh, and modestly, but dressed. when it comes to this, it's the simple fact of I, I think there's not a right or wrong answer. It's more the fact of what are you deciding as a family, and if you're both right. together, one's one way, one's the other. 
what's the harm in just not? Like, is anything bad can happen to the kid if you decide, or no, I just don't want to do it. If you I'm can't agree, if you can't agree right now, the best thing to do is to seek the Status, Lord out. And yeah. Seek the Lord out in prayer and leave it as it is until you guys come together with a unified answer. I think that's a good one. So. Joe, Kimberly, what do you guys think? Sarah, I know you're still out there. Love what you. did you guys Love think? You guys. Let us know. All right, we ready to go to the next one? Let's move on. All right, this is from Raina out in South Africa. You ready? All right, let's go. Hi, Mark and Fuller. This is Raina from South Africa. Um, here's my question. What is the hardest thing for Christians or non-Christians to wrap their mind around about Christianity? <laughs> That's a deep one. What's the hardest thing for Christians or non-Christians to wrap their mind around with Christianity? I think being that uh, I hold to a predestination point, I think the thought that um, some are, and this is not the way I feel, but I think Christianity is a general. If you ask Christians and sinners, the hardest thing they have is the um, good things happen to ba bad people and bad things happen to good people. And um, why are some saved and some not? Mm. I think that, to me, would probably, from my experience talking to sinners and, and saved, um, that's the thing that gets talked about the most when this type of question gets asked, is why does God choose to save some and not others? And my answer to that is he's God. <laughs> he's the creator. Uh, we are just a creation, and... Uh, it is just that way. Um, there's things that we don't understand. We don't have the brain capacity to mount with the wisdom of God. God knows what he's doing. And there's a part that you just got to have faith and trust. Hmm. And that's, that's my answer to that. I have faith and trust that, that God is all knowing and all powerful. And, um, I put my life in his hands. So that's my answer to that. That's pretty good. I'm, uh, trying to pull up cause I can't find it. Just so you know, um, Kathy's. I'm trying to find her voicemail and I'm not uh, seeing it. Was it? I thought, I thought it was Google Voice. That's what I thought, but I'm I'm not seeing it. So I'm trying. To I will look for it while yeah, you give your answer. Um, the hardest thing for people to wrestle with. I think there's a lot of different factors. I think honestly, the hardest one is the fact of oh, why do I want to have it? Where's your, where's your Google at? Uh, here. Do you, have Google, do you have Google Voice? Google Voice, right there. Whoa, bam. Well, why didn't it load for me? That's dumb. You were in the text message, not the oh, voice Oh, because Sarah texted us the voice memo. That's right. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would say in one sense, it's hard to believe what you don't see mm -hmm. and to understand that there's something bigger out there, bigger than us, that's in control of everything. And honestly, that's something that takes a act of surrender that people don't want to give up. You know, when you see Richard Dawkins in the, uh, what, what, what the, the God delusion, the fact that there's some higher being out there that controls the universe and that knows what's going on. And it's like, we don't see it. We don't understand. People have tried for years to find it. They can't. It's kind of like, okay, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Loki yet, sorry. It's pretty um, good, actually. <laughs> but like in Loki, the fact of they have the timekeepers and they get to the timekeepers and they end up being just these androids. And it's like, right. holy crap, How, who, who's behind this? And now the whole mission is to figure out who these timekeepers are. And now they're like, oh, they're outside of time or they're at the end of the timeline controlling everything else. And that's how we think. I think that's how a lot of people think God is or if there even is one. And we don't want to think about that. Whereas, you know, God's out there and we don't know what's going on and we can't see him. And I'm supposed to just give my life to him and do what he wants me to do. But I want to do right. what I want to do. 
And we had sometimes say, okay, well, if God's real, prove it. And how do you prove it? And we can give all these reasons like, oh, well, look at science and look at nature. Here's how I prove it. Take a breath. Well, right. That was a gift. <laughs> and, and that's how we understand it because we come in knowing right. that. But right. people are like, no, nah, dude, that's just, just, this is the way it's always been. Right. It's just the way it works. Like, we don't know what is. It's like a fish. A fish doesn't know it's in water and is breathing underwater. Right. It's just doing its thing. It thinks we're weird because we're out of water. Right. But when it comes to God, people go, how can we see God? How can we know God's real? And that's where Jesus comes in. Because yep. Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So many religions were trying to get to God and, and reach this mountaintop and just pray, okay, hopefully we did good. And whatever this higher being is in Nirvana, we can have this beautiful you know, experience in life. When you know Christianity is all about, no, 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 no. God's not far because God came to us. And what it says in uh, the Gospel of John, Jesus took up residence with us. In other words, he pitched his tent. He made his home our he made our home his home. He made our neighborhoods his neighborhoods. And when it comes to knowing God, you can know God through knowing Jesus. And but for people, I think the fact of we can't see this God. He has these rules that I don't like because sometimes they just go against what culture is or what people think is normal or or whatnot. Um, but how do we understand that? And and something I've wrestled with personally is the fact of okay, if the gospel is supposed to be good news that will bring great joy to all people. How does that look in the everyday? That's something I've been thinking about. Through his ambassadors. How do you know about the Peruvian culture when Joe comes back here? How do you know what? How do you know about the Peruvian culture? Peruvian. I listen. When, well, you, I listen to what he tells me. Right. You listen to Joe, right? You look mm-hmm. at how Joe acts and how he talks and what he tells us. And and now I kind of under, you get, read it, books I get, I get and, a gist. And now I've you've kind of piqued my curiosity. And now I kind of want to go look for myself. Mm-hmm. That's an ambassador. That's what it is. So and I think that's that's how in our everyday we show Christ. We let our light so shine before men that they see our good works and glorify the Father in heaven. That's, and and that's I don't want to go too far down this rabbit show because we have another question that kind of goes along th- these lines. We still have two questions, I think, don't we? Uh, we still have... Kathy and Sabrina. Kathy and Sabrina, right. But so one of them goes into that question. But, you know, do you... I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save my. I'm gonna save my follow up for right. for Sabrina's question. That All goes right. into Sabrina's question a little bit. All right. Let's but go to- so so with with it comes this. I would say the hardest thing for Christianity, the hurdle is I can't see God. I can't use any of my five senses, but I'm just supposed to believe He's there. So how does this work? I think that's a big hurdle for people outside of Christianity. And just Christianity seems weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Think I give so that a little bit. All right. All right. Let's move on. All right. So we got Kathy from Orville, Ohio. All right. Oh, wait, why you, did my Bluetooth disconnect? You disconnected the Bluetooth. No, what, it's not. What'd you do? I don't know. Uh-oh. Oh, here we go. Uh-oh. All right, here we go. My name is Kathy, and I'm from Orville, Ohio. And my question is, what do you do when you are hurt so badly, nothing can be said or done to make it right? Wow. Uh, wow. How honest do you want me to speak about my <laughs> right. life? We're going to give you the right answer and then the real answer. <laughs> uh, the right answer is um, to remember that uh, the worst offense done to any person or any human in the face of the world and in history was done to Christ. He was unjustly crucified and, and hung on a cross and beaten and bloodied and, and died. Um, and he was innocent. He was, um, he was an innocent man, not a criminal, did nothing wrong, 
lived a perfect life, and yet he was crucified. And what did he do? Well, he came for that purpose. He loved us when we were yet sinners. Um, he told us to forgive others, to love others, mm-hmm. just as he has loved us. So that's the correct answer. Now, the fuller real answer, <laughs> the fuller real answer is it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to, uh, when you've been hurt so badly, to get past it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've, we've both experienced that to some level. There's things, there's, I mean, in all honesty, there's, there's times in my life still that have happened in my past that I still struggle with letting go today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's just real talk. So, uh, it's hard to, um, let things go at times. And, and the best thing that we can do now is just seek the father and seek his word and, and pray and pray that God helps us and surrender to God. Um, uh, because the reason why we don't let go is because of pride we feel like we deserved better because we think more highly of ourselves than we should. And uh, until that pride is killed. <laughs> and some of it, though, I think goes back to we want to seek justice, too. Well, that's part of you the know? pride, though, because I deserved better. You deserve better. I didn't deserve what you did to me, so I hope you get what's coming to you. Mm. Justice. That's what we call justice. Mm-hmm. And God's saying, no, you deserved worse. You deserved eternal damnation. And yet I forgave you and I loved you. So that's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. But God never forgets our sins. He chooses to. Well, that's not what he says. Know. He says he forgets it as far as the east is from the west. He chooses to. He chooses to. To separate it. It's a, cho- it's a choice. Right. And we can choose to do the same. Right. And it's hard. Yeah. And it's not easy. And I think the choice we can make is not to hold on to the grudge. And I think the best way to do that is not to constantly relive it, mm. constantly relive the hurt, because right. now we're just bringing it, we're picking at a scab, mm-hmm. we're not letting it heal. Yeah. So. And yeah, for for me, over the last couple of years, uh, I've been hurt in ways that I never imagined was even possible, in all honesty. And uh, I still relive it. I still wake up in night sweats. I still have to deal with it. In fact, I woke up shaking three days ago because of it well you don't ever get to let the scab heal because you got to deal with the person all the time too (laughs) it's true uh but it's it's true but um but with it though um you know something my counselor has worked really hard with me is the fact of you can't always control when the thoughts come up but you can control and learn how to handle them when they do come up and how to process through them and go okay okay this thought just came up okay Here's how I get over it. So, so I have steps that I to actually take mentally to go, okay, this thought comes up. It's happened. It's in the past. Here's how I've already responded to it. God's taking care of the future. So there's nothing I can do about it. So we're just going to set it back over here. Well, again, it comes down to choice and how you handle it. Right. right? But so I do. It's, it's like lust. It's like lust. If I'm at a beach and a nude woman runs by me and I see it, well, I didn't choose to see it. It just came up on me. Right. What do I choose to do? Do I choose Afterwards. to stare? Or do I choose to turn away and go, oh, shoot. So it's called temptation, right? Mm -hmm. Temptation itself is not a sin. Right. Jesus himself was tempted, Mm -hmm. but he resisted the devil. And that's what we are called to do. We're called to resist those. Those thoughts are going to come, but we're called to resist the evil thoughts that would proceed afterwards. (laughs) But but I do want to say, you know, the Bible even says there's a time for sorrow. There's a time for joy. You're supposed to weep with those who weep and laugh with those who laugh. Of course. When when you find yourself in the low places, there's something to be said about grief. And I, I, I... Neil, my counselor, you're going to have to remind me if you're listening to this, what exactly the the, defin- uh, the 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 difference is. He says, the thing that Christianity has that most other religions don't is we are able to actually grieve righteously. There's a difference between grief 
and grudge though that, that, that's it and you know there's it's that, okay that's the, again right. it's okay to be sad it's okay mm-hmm. to be upset those are emotions and feelings that we've been given by god right it's wrong to take those and let them become bitterness mm-hmm. but i also don't think it's wrong to you know when you're feeling something feelings are valid it's just the fact of how you respond to it so like even for me it took me i mean i'm still figuring out how to get over things and, uh, and, and learn how to move on and process. I don't, I choose to not let it destroy my days anymore. I think it's what you do with the emotions. Emotions are not natural, right? Cause Jesus wept and Jesus was angry and Jesus was but excited. What it, but okay. So it's hard to compare Jesus being angry with you being angry because Jesus was the son of God. And so what was going on internally in him was righteous and perfect. And we are right. not, we but are not perfect He's also people. a man though too. Right. But he was a perfect man. Are right. you a perfect man? Nope. Am I a perfect man? Is no, there but any what I'm other saying perfect is man? That, all no. I'm trying to say is Jesus had emotions. Yeah. And, and I get that. And like I just said, emotions aren't bad. It's what we do with right. those emotions. And when I become angry, do I let it overtake me? Mm-hmm. Do I become so much so that I call out Raka to my brother, right. which puts me in danger of hellfire? Mm-hmm. What do I do with it? Right. Now, I also think that if, if it's someone like, let's say it's it's someone who was a colleague or a friend and they they betrayed you. Honestly, I think it's okay to not be friends with that person anymore because the Bible doesn't say, the Bible says, forgive those who hurt you. And it says, be kind to one another. It doesn't say, okay, keep being best friends and still hang out with them. Well, it says, but sometimes you have to, you're forced to. It calls us to path. love our enemies. And what is right? love? What, let's go back to the definition in 1 Corinthians 13 of what love is. I ain't going to go hang out with them at a coffee shop. That's no, but not what love. It, but what is love? Love is wanting what's best for them. What is love biblically? What, to the biblical what does love what is require? Love? What is love? Right. What is love? It's patient. It's kind. It's gentle. It's meek. It's not quick to wrath. Mm-hmm. These are the things that it is. And so, yeah, you don't have to go hang out with them. I can love you. And, you still have to and, be kind to them. But when you see them, when you talk about them, when you talk to them, you have to carry yourself in that First Corinthians thirteen mm-hmm. aspect because that's what love is, and we suck at carrying that love aspect out. And so, what do we do? We got to confess our sins, <laughs> right? And that's what we got to confess our sins. So We're before, fail, before we move on to that question, before we move off that question, uh, quick resource: there's a book out there called Dark Clouds and Deep Mercies by Mark Fagrop. He's actually a pastor in Indianapolis. He uh, did a sermon series up here at Gospel City. Actually, phenomenal book. Um, he talks all about. Uh, lament and what does lament mean? So he goes. So he goes through the Psalms and David and what does godly lament look like? Uh, if you don't feel like reading the book, just look up his name. It's Mark V R O E G O P. If someone's in the group chat or someone's in Instagram, Facebook, whatever, put in the comments for me, please. Deep Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy by Mark uh, Vrogop. But just Google his name. Google the book. He has sermons all over the place too, to where you could listen to them. They're they're really really good stuff. But discovering the grace of lament. That's that's what I would say is, is check out that resource. But it's not to say it's not easy either. Oh, I, nobody ever said it would. No, be. <laughs> it's hard. what was that episode we recently did about uh, forgiveness? Didn't we just do one? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up real this quick. Is, we've got over a hundred episodes. I don't remember every one we've done. Do, we've do, done a lot. Do, 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 do. Uh, cancel culture. That was a good one. Um, uh, episode eighty four. Forgiveness. Why is it so hard? We talk about yeah. we talk about this more in episode right. eighty four forgiveness. Why is it so hard? Yep. Well, dude, I think we have one question left. And unless anybody else writes us on Facebook or YouTube, I guess we'll. If you guys got a we'll question we want to answer live, let us know because this I mean, is really fun. We're approaching an hour though, to be honest. I oh, mean, that's true. Real. That's true. But, <laughs> but seriously, we will answer any questions. As we're just gonna have to go through them fast. But this is the last one that was sent to us. Right here, right, we go. go. Hi, Mark and Fuller. My name's Sabrina. I'm from Quebec, Canada. 
and I'm asking you guys today for a little advice on how to share Jesus in the workplace. I think the last year has made a lot of people question existence and life, and I want to be that light for Jesus. I want to share salvation, and I find myself biting my tongue, so I'm looking for some tips on maybe how to be brave or how to approach it. Um, Thanks so much, you guys, and congratulations on 100 episodes. Thanks, Sabrina. Can we just talk about the (laughs) fact that we had a question from South Africa, all over America, and Canada? Well, and... Peru and Peru. <laughs> In fact, Joe was Kimberly watching us live from Peru. Like, right. That's dope. That's really that's, dope. That's pretty cool. But all right. Thank so how do we share Jesus in the workplace? Well, I want to address something that I know. Um, this is something I struggle with. She said she found finds herself biting her tongue more often, especially mm. over the past year. I feel that. And this is something that I struggled with for a long, long time. And what helped me were two things. Um, one, the more I learn about how to love and what love is and the gospel and everything that surrounds scripture, um, the more I want to tell people I find myself and praying for boldness. Um, this is one of those things where, you know, asking you shall receive, seeking you shall find, knocking the door will be open to you. This is a righteous kind of asking God, give me boldness to share who you are in your message. Um, and God will give it. <laughs> Let me tell you, because mm-hmm. um, I have a boldness that uh, has has <laughs> just come from God and God alone that I never had before in the workplace, because I found myself biting my tongue a lot. And, um, you know, hearing them make crude jokes or something like that, and, uh, you know, just kind of like, ha-ha, and kind of laugh just to, so I didn't, like, get looked on differently or something like that. Um, but I find myself not laughing <laughs> at those jokes now. Um Oh, Sabrina's live with us right now. Sabrina's on Facebook. Hi, Sabrina. How far in the future do you guys see yourselves still podcasting? When is Jesus coming back? Well, let's finish this answer and then we'll answer that one. (laughs) I love it. Um, Ooh, I'm losing my mic. Your mic just fall over? It is. I'm going to go ahead and let you take over for a Wow, you just stopped your thought? Just because. Wow. So boldness, yeah. Uh, I think uh, praying for boldness and, and seeking the scripture. the table. And seeking, <laughs> seeking God in the scripture is probably the. I like it. The best thing that you can do. That's my advice. Um, and then just remember that no what matter. Everybody's afraid of rejection. I don't think there's one person on earth who's not afraid of being rejected. Um, but reminding yourself, knowing that hey, I may be rejected for a season. But if they don't accept God, they're rejecting him for eternity Mm. and making sure that they know that. Because when people reject the message of the gospel, they're not rejecting you. Right. They're rejecting Jesus. And it's just remembered. Yeah. So that's my answer on that one. I kind of have um, two scriptures and then another thought. Holy cow, man. You're making full episodes out of each one of these questions. Uh, I'm just going to, so I'm going to read them. This is the one we talk about all the time where it says, always be prepared to give an answer. Um, When you back up to 1 Peter 3, right? Yeah. 1 Peter 3, 13, it says, who then will harm you if you are devoted to what is good? Well, first off, be devoted to what's good. But even if you should suffer for righteousness, you are blessed. Do not fear them or be intimidated, but in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason that the hope that's in you. Yet, do this with gentleness and uh, reverence, keeping a clear conscience so that when you are accused, those who disparage your good conduct in Christ will be put to shame. For it's better for you to suffer for doing good if that should be God's will, then for doing evil. So right there, it's just the fact of 
lead by your life. Right. You know, and then when people ask you, be prepared to give a defense for the hope that you have. So the fact of as Christians, how can we share our faith better? Well, first I want to say the world's watching. What are they seeing? Right. Are they actually seeing you do good works and do the right thing, even when it's hard? You know, someone asks you to like, you know, scop off a little bit. Oh, you know, you ain't got to work that hard. Like, come on, ain't nobody worked that hard here. You're making us all look bad type thing. Well, why are you doing what you do? Right. And then it even says right here, don't fear them or be intimidated in your, in your hearts, regard Christ as holy, but be prepared to give an offense. It doesn't say be prepared to whack anybody with some scripture. It says be prepared to tell people why you have this hope in Jesus, because that's you know where our hope lies. And this is the exact same. I, I wanted to read the verse that you mentioned about praying for boldness. Right. After Peter in Acts chapter two, right? No, Acts chapter four was thrown into prison. He got released. He went back to the uh, to the church and did the church pray for comfort? Did it pray for safety? Did it pray? Oh, I pray we don't go to jail again. I pray they don't take away our rights. They didn't pray for any of that crap. They prayed for boldness. Right. They flat out said, um, where is it? Um, and now, Lord, consider their threats. Middle of their prayer. Consider their threats and grant that your servants should speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand for healing and signs of wonder performed through your name of your holy servant, Jesus. Right. When they had prayed, the place where they assembled was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God boldly. Yep. And so they prayed for boldness. Yep. They didn't pray Learn. for safety or security. They prayed for boldness. Learn from the apostles. <laughs> and so and so those are the two verses. But the other thought just off the top of my head is ask questions. You know, and this is more of a practical speaking of just, you know, teaching for so long. When you ask people questions and you genuinely care about what they talk about and you follow mm -hmm. up questions like that, they may ask you questions back. Right. You know, it's not all about bringing up, you know, Jesus. People have a talk. Oh, well, let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about this. Here's a scripture for that. It's more of, you can ask people questions. Hey, what do you think about this? You know, have you, have you thought about eternity? Have you, or just the fact of, Hey, so I was thinking about this, this subject. What do you, what do you think about that? Or just ask them because honestly, I mean, I know Quebec Canada is, is, is a very different post-Christian nation. You guys are, you know, what, probably what, 30 years ahead of us in terms of where the nation's going. Um, but I don't know what it's like up there to, when you start asking questions and what the culture of, of what it's like up there in Quebec. But I know at least here in South Bend, when you actually genuinely care about people, they at least respect your opinions and they at least respect where, where you are and things like, you know, the Starbucks baristas, they all called me. What's up, Rodney Buse? Rodney Buse is in the <laughs> house. What's up, my dude? First comment on YouTube over there. Um, but you know, I, I care about, a, I actually don't know a lot of the priests anymore. Thanks COVID. But, um, I genuinely am trying to know what's going on in their lives. And because right. of that, we had some people come to our small group. I was able to marry a couple. Uh, I was able to help counsel another, another grieving person in a situation. And people know I'm there just to listen because they, they know if they, if they want to sit there on their 10 minute break and talk to me and I'll just listen, yo, I got you. Let's go all day long. But when they show that, or when they know that I care about them, they're going to care about what I believe too. They might not accept it. They might not believe it. They might think this is a load of crap, but they might look at me and go, yeah, Mar, you're a little different. What, what, what you got going on? It's part on? of that loving. You know, you can't you know? fake love. No, you can't fake it. Everybody's going to tell if you're a faker or not. If you're right. like, or, I, lo I love you. Or, or the classic, you're trying to get people saved to check off a box. People can get that vibe yeah. that you're just trying to get that next name to walk them down the aisle. Put and that get notch ticket. on your belt. Exactly. <laughs> Where it's like, how many how many hands got up? And, and the pastor's like, oh, I see that hand. I see that. And you're looking around, you're like, pastor, I, there's I no feel, hands. I there's feel, no hands. I, I feel some more people resisting the spirit and putting their hands up. But I'm praying let's for do, you let's too. do that first one more time. It's like, no, we're not We're not trying to do that. Like, that's, that's not what it's about. It's about loving people. About loving God and authenticity, and be yep. prepared to give a defense. Yep. Pray for boldness, so that when it's time to talk, you're ready to talk. 
And since Rodney's and, here, I'm going to say it here too. Know what the Bible says about stuff. Yeah, know what the Bible says. Check know Rodney what the Bible out. says. And season three, we got a we got a couple episodes with him, and that was a lot of fun in that conversation. Hopefully, we'll be up. featured on what does the Bible say? What, what does, does the Bible say? say? <laughs> ring, ding, 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 ding. We got you, Rodney. So Sabrina, that would be my answer. All right. So, <laughs> amen. Rodney, amen. All right. So Sabrina, we'll take this question. Uh, how far in the future do you guys see yourselves still podcasting? I think this is a good time. My answer is well as long as the lord permits that's my answer he's building a studio in his his house for rtc if that means anything <laughs> we have no plans of stopping let's i mean that's about the only answer i can give that's so it, what's that scripture that talks about you shouldn't say tomorrow i'll James, do this and I'll, I'll do this you should but say life is a vapor lord willing lord willing <laughs> we're gonna go for a long time lord willing we'll go as long as we can so you're welcome, Sabrina. She said, thank you so much, guys. We you appreciate bet. you guys. So, hey, I think, should should we do the drawing or should we tell them the good news? Well, let's let's make sure we don't have any more questions. I know we're at an hour and five minutes that you guys mm-hmm. have been hanging out with us. Is there any more questions? We're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about some exciting news. And that'll give us time to see if anybody's got cool any more beans. questions. So. I'm so excited. So, right, this we'll will also go. answer the question of how long we're going to be podcasting, Sabrina. So, going into season three... RTC, Real Talk Christian Podcast, is officially sponsored by Lifeway and the Christian Standard Bible. Like, what is up? So, we, by the people who actually donated the Bible to us, they're coming alongside it. They're partnering with our podcast. They are. To, I mean, obviously, financially, so that's kind of nice, too, to do it. But you're going to be hearing a lot more about different CSB Bibles that are coming out. We both have the Ancient Faith Study Bible that we it's use. It's um, wonderful. There's, uh, You'll learn more details about how you can save 40% on a new Bible that's in pre-release. Pre-release, yeah. Pre- pre-release right now. Some episodes we talk a little long about the CSB, but that's okay. We explain a little bit better. But, yeah, we're, we've learned to enjoy uh, the CSB. Uh, I just want to read learn something. Learn to Enjoy, bro. I've been join, joining it since it was the home and before well, it was the CSB. You know, it, but back when it was the HCSB. This was the Bible I used with my I'm student looking, ministry for the last like five years. I'm well, looking for what it's called that they, in their Optimal equivalency. Is that what it is? Yeah. Optimal, optimal equivalency. equivalency. So, what, uh, but what are all the other two? I forget what they were. Uh, they're basically, it's word for word or thought for thought. So yeah, there's special, Tra- there's special translational names for these. So there's the, the thought for thought and the word for word. And this is kind of a mixture of both of either like an 80, 20 or 70, 30, depending, um, on what translation you get. But this one is like, uh, it's got a lot of thought for, or a lot of word for word, but some thought for thought and some of the more difficult passages where, um, you may not understand what the word for word may be. It makes an easier read. Yep. So, so um, they still go on the accuracy as much as possible. Formal and dynamic. Those there are the two words. Yeah. So, so formal is a word for word and dynamic is the thought. So for thought. the most formal you can get is literally the Greek yep. or the Hebrew. That's, yep. that's literally the that's most it. formal you can get, but that's, you know, the NASB, it. the ESV, the King James, those are more your, they, they try to be word for word. So you might read a passage and go, what is this trying to say? And they I, might. I think, didn't we talk about that at some point in time? Uh, we talked about that in the translations episode, which is how some of you guys actually found us. Um, but you guys can just Google CSB translation style. It kind of talks about what the optimal is. So they try to be as literal as they can, but also make it readable as well. Because it was the thing that I struggled with as a kid where, you know, growing up with the King James, the pastor would read something up and they would spend the next 15 minutes explaining what these words meant. When if right. you would just read it in the NIV or the CSB, it was there. Like, you know, no one says words or phrases like what they, 
like what they do anymore. Episode 60, how should we study the Bible is what we're talking about. That was about. a good one. Maybe we should do it. It'd be really cool to get some like CSB translators up in the house. will teach us a little little bit of things here here and there. You know, I mean, I, I read a lot of Daniel Wallace, who's the translator. I think he's translated the NET or helped been on the board for the NET and the NIV. Which the NET, oh, right, right here. So the NET is a little bit more on the readable side. Right. But it's on the pretty much the exact same it's an it's an eighty twenty is yeah. what it is. It's an eighty twenty eighty percent word for word twenty percent. But CSB tried times. to be the best and in, in terms of not the best Bible. I mean, the, the, best the best Bible is the one you read. Let's just yeah. be honest. The best Bible you the got one is that gets you the saved. one that to the one that you read. But either way, we're sponsored by CSB Lifeway. You'll be hearing a lot more about them in season three. So yep. we are excited to start that partnership because that is just dope. All right, so let's real quick. I don't see any more questions. We'll give them a little bit longer before we do the drawing. Oh, but let's talk, do the drawing. Let's man. talk about what we're giving away, dude. Woo, let's do it before you draw. The twofer. We're giving. Okay. Okay, so, the twofer. Twofer. so what are we giving away in the twofer? We're giving away two mugs, which um, I brought my mug. Hold on. Oh, there you go. It's on the ground. So if you're watching the RTC mug, we're sending two, two of mugs. those your way. We're sending two, t- not not this one. This was actually a mess up, but it works. This one right here. We're sending this RTC shirt right here. We're going to send you two of those in the color that you want and in the size. So whoever win, I'll message with you later. We'll figure that out. Get the, the CSB study Bible to three rib. They, 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 they didn't go cheap on it. They and went bro, did you, did you see it's full color? Oh man. Like, like go to go to go to the front of one of the books. Like any book of the Bible. Just go to the front of one. So look at the little articles Ooh, they got. That's on Job where it talks about the stars. Yeah. The stars. It's really cool and and it's gonna be awesome for whoever wins it. Full color, so baby. So we've got that. We've got a ESV devotional Bible. Mm-hmm. That's pretty so, dope. That's pretty cool. In case you you know you want to go a little bit more word for word, we've got exploring Christology and atonement by Andrew. That's Perse. one I need to put in my book list. Yeah, this I've got it. It's great so far. I love this book right here, The Apostles' Creed hey. by Albert Moeller Jr. Which Al, Al Moeller Southern Seminary, yeah, right? Yep. And then Sanctification by Kelly Capick. I actually don't know that author. So I don't know it. Oh, oh, oh this is one of those where but, it's exploration. So it has right. different different viewpoints, right? right? Yep. So, uh, yeah, there are going to be some good books for whoever wins. So, is that on. it? Is that all we're doing? Drum so on. here's how it's going to work. All right, we're going to draw your we, name. Uh, oh wait, hang on a sec. Hang on. Uh, sorry for jumping in late. Just got done recording with Blue Collar Bibles. Oh, that was uh, uh, Rodney Buse. You sent us a hey, message buddy. on the Insta. Love you. Hey, look, it's Coat. What's wait, up, Coat? Cody's in the house, bro. We love you. We ain't sponsored by Crossform Kids yet, but we sponsored by <laughs> Lifeway and CSB now, my boy. Did you hear that? No, it's uh, all right. I had to have some fun with that. All right. Oh, uh, good. So, so who's drawing? Oh, I'll let you draw, but Rodney, Blue Collar Bible Scholar. Who on earth is that? Put that in the comments. Make who that sure is. I win, please. That's what Coat said. That's what Coat <laughs> says. I got you, boss. All right. So we got the RTC hats that you can still order. Uh, can you order the RTC hats? Uh, those are those special. Show requ- I don't think they're up there anymore. Ooh. I think that was season one thing. That was the uh, swag bag giveaway. That's we'll right. The one that Joe got right before he won. Yup. All right, well, we're giving it away. Kimberly, we have like a bunch of little. Look well, at that. Cheap, cheap. But look, we got see. we got lots of we got lots of stuff in there. All right, Fuller. All right, hold up high. Here so we I go. Can't wait, see. wait. Do we need? Where's where's our music? Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. So hang on. We're just gonna kind of. Uh, wow, I'm, what are you doing I'm, up in there? I'm mixing it. I should have had I wanna Jeopardy make, song going. I wanna, okay. I want to make sure that nobody thinks I'm cheating. I don't like to cheat. All right, here we go. Oh, we're ready. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Drum roll. Okay, this is for 
Uh, Rodney, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this, uh, Raina Grace. Raina Grace. Oh crap. We got to send this stuff to South Africa. We going to figure Africa. it out, girl. Coming out in Africa. Because I believe you're coming to the States this, this fall for college. Oh, I mean, obviously you're not listening right now because you're sleeping because you're talking about, but Raina Grace, you won the, the two fur giveaway with Yay. the two shirts, the two mugs. The study Bible. Do we have the devotional? Hold on, the, hold the on. Other books. You got the claps. I'm, I'm trying to. There you go. Hey. There you go. So, Raina, I'll send you a message here. I'll, I'll send you a DM on Instagram, and we'll make sure we get the stuff to you some way, somehow. And if Raina doesn't respond, which it, she always does, I don't know why I say if she doesn't, we'll we'll pick another one. But she always responds. So, because she sent us a voicemail, so she she did. She that did. was really dope. So, if we just broke some hearts, I'm real sorry, Co. I'm so, you didn't win because you didn't get any entries, bro. He's crying. He's like, what? Bro, you didn't even put she a single a, entry in, bro. got to enter, bro. You got to enter. Oh, <laughs> oh my, my goodness. Well, dude, we just hit episode 100. One, For those who are listening on zero, podcast right now, zero. I just realized this. Guys, if you're watching live or going back and watch it, just download the episode and listen like 10 seconds. Help our stats. Because <laughs> yeah. this episode is not going to be well listened because we had no. plenty of people join us live. You know man. what we didn't do? What? Fun facts. <gasps> <laughs> Dang it. Fun facts Oh. <laughs> My kids are probably in bed though. I almost missed fun facts with Fuller. Wow. We almost missed it on the 100th episode. Wow. wow. That was bad. That would have been a fail That's of really bad. proportion. I think I'm fired. No, I'm thinking fine. <laughs> well, my dude, you've given us over a hundred fun facts, and I don't think you're slowing down yet, are you? No, no, no. We still got more. You still? Oh, we got more. We got, we got some more. Give it to us, bro. All what right, the, the fun, fun fact. fact boy and bro. Now this combined. is this oh, is kind of a semi-known fact, but an obscure fact. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. All of an adult human's blood vessels, if laid out end to end, would be about a hundred thousand miles. So they would encircle the Earth four times in one. Human, <laughs> one. That's, that's, a, that's unreal. A lot of vessels. A hundred thousand miles. Hundred thousand so miles. You have a hundred thousand miles worth of blood vessels in your body right now. Well, no, wait. It said average adult. I'm the sorry, average adult. I'm short, so they might not quite make it to a hundred thousand. Uh, they're just tiny. They're just tiny. <laughs> that was a good fun fact. Fun that fact. Good, I no. still think my favorite one though is bicycle face. You know, we. I really. We I need really to, enjoy we bicycle need to face. Really figure out some sort of. Fun fact with Fuller shirt. I've thought about it. I've got a couple. You had you had some ideas you were messing I with even back have, in the day. I even have your bicycle face one. Bicycle face. I love. Let we, us know oh, if you guys want to see. Bro, we should do a sticker pack. We should make like a bunch oh, of stickers and that'd be the mini swag bag. It's just a bunch of random oh, stickers cool. from RTC. But let us know if you guys want to see a fun fact with Fuller shirt. But Raina, cool. you gonna get some merch Raina. coming your way, my dude. We hit. 100th episode. And look, we're right on time. An hour and 15 hour minutes. 15, That's about just us. <laughs> like normal. Guys, thank you for joining us live for the 100th episode. Sabrina, friends, we ain't slowing down yet, man. We right. got a lot of fun stuff coming out with our sponsorship from Lifeway and the CSB yep. translation. Check it out. Make sure this episode will air again to, starting tomorrow. Tomorrow. Again, we're going to uh, drop it tomorrow morning. And, and video. Uh, yep. But go ahead and check us out next Thursday. Uh, I don't remember what the episode is we're dropping next Thursday. Uh, we are starting with the Old Testament. Yeah, I know, but which one? It was it the old? It's the, the law. Oh, uh, right. That's what it is. Yeah, we're starting with the law, and then right after that, episode two and three is Rodney, and then also episode our boy Rodney Buse. Four is the uh, Old Testament salvation. Yep, and then number five was a question that was sent in to us. It was how so. do we witness to our family? Right? Oh no, no, is no. That no. Number five. No, no, no. It, 
If what? people who thought they were good people, does, do they still get into heaven? How does that uh, work? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. We, we got a lot of fun stuff title. coming down for, for <laughs> season three, sponsored by the CSB. Yep. Just like always, guys, hit us up, realtalkchristianpodcast.com. You can get literally everything there. Everything. Phone number, voicemail, Instagram, Facebook, Except YouTube. for the mugs, you got to contact you gotta us. You got to contact too. us for the mug. But if you want to order your own RTC shirt, just go to the website, click the store button, and boop. It'll, you can pick your color, pick your look, and it'll get shipped right to you. Yes, sir. And honestly, I know the price may look a little high. Shipping may look a little high, but we don't make a dime off of it. We just not, want you guys to have some fun merch. Not even a penny. Not even. Well, maybe it's one. A, I think a, it's like a penny. I think we it, make a penny. Okay, well, we make a penny, but you guys are buying it at cost. Basically. So, But hey, guys, we love you guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you in season three. So until next time, take it easy.